Welcome to the Adventure Audio Podcast. This is another breakdown of what we're seeing happen and play out at the Tour de France. And this is a review of stages 10, 11, and 12. There were some pretty remarkable performances. So we are just going to get into that a little bit. Um, first off, thank you everybody for listening. As always, we sincerely really appreciate you spending some of your very valuable time with us listening to the pod. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the State Bicycle Company. They have released their race-ready gravel machine at an accessible price. It's the 6061 All-Road with a durable aluminum frame and a lightweight carbon fork. Plenty of tire and wheel choices as well. Tyler and I have both been riding these bikes this spring and summer. They're absolutely awesome. State's a super cool company. We really dig them. We encourage you to check them out at www.statebicycle.com. If you want to order from them, use code ADVENTUREAUDIO, all one word, and you will get free shipping. State does a whole bunch of really cool stuff. Check them out at statebicycle.com. The podcast is also brought to you by the Black Bibs. That's another product that we've been enjoying this spring and summer. We've been riding in their um, Ultimate Adventure Bibs. They're super great. Amazing for long rides. They've got hip pockets. Uh, just absolutely great product and crazy value. Their bibs start at $40 US. So theblackbibs.com is where you can learn more about them. But they are expanding and doing multiple things. And they've got solid colored jerseys and a whole bunch of really cool apparel. Not to mention that they're great people. So check them out at theblackbibs.com. And lastly, the podcast is brought to you by Richie Design. So Richie has long been synonymous with dirt. It's even more true today than when the company began nearly 50 years ago by the legendary Tom Richie. Check them out at richielogic.com to find out for yourself. They've got a whole bunch of cool gravel accessories, road accessories, frames, you name it. Richie does it all. Um, and you can also go back into our episode archive and listen to a really great chat that we had with Fergus Liam, who is their North American marketing manager um, and all around bike nerd, who we, who we totally dig and is a friend of the podcast. We will move on to this episode here, which is a review of stages. 10, 11, and 12 of the 2021 Tour de France. Just a quick note, if you are a listener from uh, Western Canada or uh, or even the Western States is now that the border has opened up, um, I am prominently involved with uh, planning and organizing a race called the Crow's Nest Pass 100. There's actually two versions of that race. We have a 50 kilometer and a 100 kilometer race. It's a mountain bike race in the absolutely beautiful massively underrated area of Crow's Nest Pass, Alberta, which is about two, two and a half hours southwest of Calgary. It's an absolute gem and they have been building uh, sort of quietly and somehow under the radar at world-class mountain biking network. And we're going to be exploring and showing off those trails for this race. It's August 7th. You can sign up for the 50 or the 100 kilometer versions of this race. It's not for the faint of heart. There's a boatload of climbing on it. It's about 5,000 feet of climbing per lap. So it's uh, 250k laps if you do the 100k version. Check it out at Crow's Nest Pass 100, like 100.com. Um, and uh, maybe come and ride some mountain bikes with us in August. That's in one month uh, from now. Thank you again, everybody, for listening. We greatly appreciate it. We hope you enjoy this breakdown of the Tour de France, and we'll be back really soon. All right, so stage 10, uh, another win for Mark Cavendish. So this is going from like kind of a feel-good story with his single stage win to begin to like a total fairy tale like unbelievable so he's now now one win away from 
uh, tying Eddie Merckx, which I don't know how many more sprint finish opportunities they'll get. Certainly they'll have one in Paris. So, I mean, this is either, this is possibly lining up for him to tie or break the record uh, possibly in Paris, which is, I mean, unbelievable. You couldn't, it's like Disney movie kind of finish here. Yeah. I mean, what it's really exciting. And um, I mean, and what a special guy too, you know, he's been through some really hard knocks over the last few years, kind of been suffering with Epstein Barr, kind of suffered with some anxiety and depression as well. And, you know, talked about that openly and, you know, has, you know, didn't throw in a lot of people thought he was going to throw in the towel or should throw in the towel, you know, and uh, he listened to his gut, you know, got another opportunity to keep, to keep racing and, and look at where he's at today. Things can change so quickly in, in, in your life. And, you know, it's a, it's a great story. And just a, great team effort by uh by his team the wolf pack as they call him and it's uh it was a perfect lead out and it was like like as he said like was, he only had to do the last 150 meters it was uh it was a, like a textbook lead out and um you know you know hats off to, to he and his team the yeah whole team, he's the whole team he's, staff, staff included you know He's yeah. been super deferential to to the work that his team has done um which is which is very real I mean the more and more you watch these types of races you can you can see it's really cool when you get those bird's eye views of how they roll out that train so it's it's i mean it's essentially multiple sprints right with him slowly being brought up to the line yeah exactly exactly and you know and he had all as 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 mark cavendish said like he had all these teammates who are big champions champions themselves all of them really selling out giving everything for this lead out for this one task at hand and um you know, guys like Al Philippe and, you know, state stage winners of, or, or uh, you know, monument winners and all these guys just giving their 110% for that one sprint. And, uh, yeah, it was awesome to see. And, and it was, it's, it's great to see like a perfect lead out like that happen once in a while. Yeah. It's becoming pretty, yeah. pretty unbelievable. I mean, it, but... it made it, I mean, it was so well done that it made it look easy. Yeah, like and, that's, and, I, and, I, and that's not it wasn't easy, obviously, but but yeah, they did a perfect job. And this kind of like this is a stretch of an analogy, but it kind of reminds me a little bit of like Tiger Woods chasing the majors record. Like it looked like he earlier in his career, it looked like he would beat it by a mile, and then you know his life explodes, and, and then it looks like he's got absolutely no chance, and then he has suddenly a chance again you know, in like middle age. And that's exactly what Cav's doing. It's super, super cool. Yeah. At 36 years old, you know, incredible yeah, story. So not, not a kid. And I actually don't really remember a lot of sprinters being that successful um, in their like mid to late thirties. I mean, I'd, I'd need to go through, I'm sure somebody can send us an email and tell them, correct me on that. Uh, but you know, that's, it's more of a young man's game. It seems like, cause he burst onto the scene and was winning like crazy, but that seems like a re- time ago it was a long time ago it was a long time ago and really you know in in cycling you're they always would say you know you're only as good as your last result you know which is kind of true kind of not true but you know you know for him it had been i don't know a dry three or four years something like that yeah with no victories people telling him telling him that he's back and and then uh yeah he made it back. He got the opportunity, and, and boom. Yeah, you know, it's, he he you know, he made 
uh, lemonade out of lemons, you know. Totally. Sure. So hats off to Cavendish. I think that essentially the whole cycling world is, is cheering for him to break this record. If he doesn't do it this year, you know, he'll be back. He'll be back next year. I think he's not going to be, there'll be no questions about whether he has a place on a tour team next year. So, yeah, you know, I'm, you know, personally, he's got the form and you just never know. You never know. You know, forms hard to predict and, you know, and opportunities are, are hard to predict. So he's obviously has, has this great opportunity here in, in this tour. He's got a really strong team behind him. So, you know, it's hopefully he can strike when the iron's hot and and get it done. I think everyone's cheering for him, and I I, I personally believe Eddie Marks is as well. You know, yeah, it sounds like Eddie is too. And I mean, his place is secure in cycling lore. I mean, he's he's the you know, it, even if Cavendish breaks this particular record, Eddie holds so many records that it's just you know absurd. For sure. For sure. Yeah. 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 He's, yeah. he is the, uh, he's the Wayne Gretzky of cycling. Like, there's just, even if somebody breaks a record or two, it doesn't, it doesn't change his place in history yeah. um, at all. But speaking of, yeah. speaking of Eddie Merckx, I wanted to get your, your take on just before we move on to stage 11, which was an incredible stage, but I wanted, did you hear, uh, Eddie's comments about, um, Matthew Vanderpool, uh, leaving the race? Um, you know, yeah, I so saw, I, I did read that, how he's saying he, that, you know, leaving the race isn't good for cycling, you know, it's tricky the, you know, the Olympics are, uh, right after the Tour de France. So, you know, it usually, usually there's a bit more time in between. And, uh, so this is a kind of a special year, so it does require special circumstances. So, you know, for someone like Vanderpool, who's, you know, focusing on racing in, in the Olympics on the mountain bike, you know. I, I, I understand. I understand. Is it great for cycling? You know, maybe not, but it's also, you know, cycling has got an absolutely brutal schedule. You know, it starts, yeah. it starts in what end of January and doesn't finish till some, you know, I mean, you can race into early November, November now, or middle to late October now, which is just, it's a long season. You got to pick and choose your battles sometimes. And, you know, due to COVID, the Olympics got pushed back and everything got, you know, they pushed the tour up, what, a week? And now, you know, yeah. I think the road race is at the end of July in Tokyo for the Olympics. And, yeah, it's or, like no, the 20th. Yeah. It's like the 24th he's folks, or something. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. But, you know, I get it. I get it. And, you know, I don't. I, don't, um, I, I get it too. Uh, I, I can't remember if I said it while we were recording or not recording in an earlier episode, but if he pulled out that he was going to take a ton of shit, it was just a matter of who from. It just yeah exactly exactly but it, yeah. you know I, I support the riders you know you got to do what you got to do and, and uh you know eddie marx isn't paying paying his bills or so no you, know, you gotta focus you know and if you have a chance to be olympic champion in the mountain bike and, and you know exactly that's go what for. i was gonna say is if he go thinks he's it. got a better chance of winning the uh, taking home a gold medal you know you get those opportunities once every four years you might never be back at the it, olympics exactly yeah i totally his, get it yeah so i yeah i understand you know if the tour was so worried about the tour de france organization another week so so riders had a couple weeks to recover and you know fly over to japan and all that so yeah but it's, it's just, like it's the way it goes i mean cycling gets squeezed a lot and just the schedule is just brutal. You know, you're traveling all the time, flying. So if you know, if you can re have a few extra days to recover before such a big event like that, you gotta. Sometimes you gotta take it. You know, and it's, it's also, also his first tour, and he he yeah. had he had a great he had a great tour. So 
it's more complicated than that because it's not like roads roads not even his best discipline and he was in the yellow jersey for what five days like that's crazy yeah that he was even able to do that to get to get to get criticism criticized by eddie's got to be tough that's like you know the the guy but you know he's also 76 and you know our filter sort of can degrade a little over time and he just kind of maybe is saying whatever pops into his head it's i think that's a tough tough look but 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 he's got a good point and i understand his point absolutely i mean it isn't great for something like that who's who had such a big impact on the first part of the tour that he pulls out but it's also you know the cyclist didn't make the schedule and the schedule is super tight you know had the tour really been worried about it because they should have known this in advance that you know riders might be not finishing the tour to focus on the olympics and that's the, that's the deal. They could have moved it up another week. I don't, I don't know. But it's a particular year. You know, it's not like this every year. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think if this was an Olympic year, I think Vanderpool's still on the tour and probably, you know, winning another stage or two. I think you're probably right. Yeah. So, but, so yeah. Uh, but it's and, all and that, you know, we also have like, we're going to have to do some pods about the Olympics too, because all, all disciplines, uh, male, female, um, mountain, road it's going to be like those the olympic races are going to be absolutely awesome i'm going to be glued to them oh, yeah. the the men's road race i haven't checked the, the ladies course i was looking because of course michael woods canadian is going to be representing there and uh and i like his chances because it's a extremely climby course um so yeah that's they've got um i think it's like fifteen thousand feet of climbing over like 250 kilometers so that's brutal huge stage so that's going to be super exciting so that was stage 10 cavendish wins stage 11 we had a major surprise uh, yeah but stage 10 walt bernard was second which was pretty impressive you know he's just such an all-around rider you know he's had a busy tour so far you know guiding around uh primos road lunch you know before he pulled out of the tour and uh you know he's a man that wears many hats and uh it was cool to see him sprint that he's almost a throwback because guys get so specialized right now and so mm-hmm. not only not only a discipline of of riding like you're a mountain biker you're a cross biker you're a road biker but even even within those disciplines they get more and more specialized so that arts uh, you know just an enormous talent and then he showed that on stage 11 right yeah 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 which was just incredible you know gotten that gotten the break of the day uh, you know, early on and, uh, and then, you know, on the last time, there was two times up Mount Ventoux and, and then just descending to the thing. Uh, he dropped, you know, three really good climbers. A few of the leaders made up some time on him, but, uh, most of them, which, uh, yeah. So, yeah, you know, a lot of people say, you know, someday he could be a GC rider, you know, a rider for, a three week race like the Tour de France, you know, after seeing him yesterday, that was just, uh, it was incredible. And yeah, it, it opens your eyes to admit, yeah, maybe it is possible someday he's young. And so, you know, maybe in a few years he'll focus on the grand tours and he's, he's, uh, I was, I just looked at the results. He's like 13th overall right now in the tour, you know? Yeah. So I mean, that's, he's, that's pretty he's impressive. <laughs> Not kind of gunning for a top 10. Yeah. Very impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. So, and, uh, yeah. You know, with the leaders, um, the young kid from Denmark, uh, um, mm-hmm. Jonas Vick, 
uh, attacked uh, Pogacar yesterday. Pogacar went with him, and then uh, he dropped him about, a, I think, about a kilometer, kilometer and a half from the top of the uh, final time up Ventoux. So that was impressive. They did that. They did end up catching him, uh, Carapaz, Oran, and uh, Pogacar. Up on this young kid, so shows that uh, Pogachar, you know, he looked absolutely unbeatable, you know, last week, and you know, here we're we're seeing he still was incredibly strong, but it shows like that he's um, and not not Superman, you know, and uh, he can't have an off day, and you know, and that's why people should always continue give up hope that you know crazy this young kid uh Jonas was uh had an incredible ride you know hats off to him and that was uh kind of fun to watch I was I think a lot of people were surprised to see uh well even the strongest climbers uh, you know it's um it's like the expression in football like any you just got to keep fighting because you never know. Like, I mean, it happened to Ruglitch last year, right? I mean, he was the one that cracked, and that's that's how Pogacar won. So, yeah, yeah, and you know, Ventu, they say it's a mystical mountain, and um, you know, there's no trees up there. I remember Lance always said he had a hard time on Ventu, and you know, there's no trees up there. Some people said there's less oxygen because there's no trees. I don't know what it was, but you know, sometimes you have an off day or not, you know, not a perfect day, and you know, I I expect to see. Pogachar back, you know, normal south um, in these last mountain stages in the Pyrenees. Yeah, and we're going into Andorra, and I think in a few tomorrow or something like that. Um, right, that's gonna, be, it, that's gonna be exciting. And how many times did you go up Mount Ventoux in uh, in the tour? You probably did it in some other races as well, right? Um, yeah, a bunch of times in the tour. Yeah, we did it in the Dauphiné. Uh, in uh, let's see. I think in the year 2000, I was, I won a stage there in the, yeah, in the 2000 Dauphiné, toward the different times in the Tour de France. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. So that brings us to stage 12, which just happened this morning in, in our part of the world, which was won by uh, Nils Polit of Germany. And uh, it was a pretty impressive ride. Yeah, that was, that was impressive. You know, I, I was secretly hoping that I was going to, turn the TV on this morning and, uh, and see, you know, the, the wolf pack there leading cat to, to another <laughs> win, to another. Yeah. It's been a brutal tour so far. And, you know, to try to control, you know, this Peloton from, um, that was their, uh, ace to play for the day. Um, and yeah, so cat calves kind of going for the record. We'll have to wait for another day. I think I think there might be another sprint stage tomorrow, and then maybe the day after that is is um, the stage into Andorra, which should be a tough one. Yeah, but Andorra yeah, is going to be big mountains, right? Yeah, tough tour so far. So, yeah, you just see uh, time trial to the last probably ten kilometers to the to the to the finish line. Yeah, it was a very very impressive uh, impressive escape for sure. Um. But yeah, Cavendish is still in green. He won the, the you know the sprint for I think they were sprinting sprinting for like fourteenth and um, yeah. I mean, hopefully he gets a another few opportunities to you know to uh, to tie and that'd be great. That would be. And great. he fully 
he also i i wouldn't call it a stranglehold yet but he definitely has firm control over the green jersey right he's over 200 points so yeah he's, he's good. uh in a good spot it's not it's not done but he's in a really good position right now so yeah and that's will, the, uh, yeah, we'll, that's really special yeah totally so we'll be circling back again probably um probably maybe just like right after the weekend here we'll four stages to play out well We'll reconnect yeah. and, and regroup on that. But boy, it's yeah. been, you know, even even though Pogacar's got a five minute lead, uh, there's a, an awful lot to watch. And and we saw, I mean, you know, we have, if you look back, we've seen years where where a leader, uh, the yellow can lose 10, 12 minutes in a stage. It just, it just depends. So nothing's over. Got to stay healthy, you know, I mean, just eat, eat the wrong piece of wrong vegetable that wasn't washed properly. You get a bad stomach problem and that could be it. That could be it. Or, or, you know, or you lose concentration for a split second and you're on the top skidding on the top and you're smashed to pieces and yeah, anything can happen. So, you know, it's full concentration all the way to Paris and, and you don't, you don't, um, you don't sit, sit back and rest on your laurels, you know, just staying attentive, being vigilant and um, and yeah and riding as a team together and communicating well. So you know he's in a good spot, but um, but yeah his te- his team's not taking anything for granted for sure for sure. Oh Pete, I found out the women's Tour de France, July twenty fourth through thirty one of twenty twenty two. Okay, yep, awesome. And also I've been following the women's Tour of Italy that's going on right now. Today was stage seven. Mer- uh, Marianne Voss won again, so she's thirty stage wins for uh, the women's tour of Italy. That's pretty impressive. Wow! And Anna Vanderbreg is still in the lead. Yeah, that's seven stages. I believe that's ten stages. Yeah, cool to see. Cool to see. Yeah, very very cool. And again, I think the women, the racing in the Olympics for the on the women's side will be as exciting or or more exciting probably more than yep. uh yep. including including mountain biking because the mountain biking field in, in women's amazing there's some incredible female mountain bikers going to the olympics and from a bunch bunch of different countries yeah absolutely so yeah lots to be excited about all right well we're going to reconnect in uh three or four more days and we'll have lots more to talk about i'm sure yeah great thanks pete of course chat to you soon chat to you soon bye There it is, breakdown of stages 10 through 12 of the Tour de France. We will be back to you on Monday or Tuesday of next week once we've allowed another three or four stages to play out. Um, Of course, as always, questions, comments, thoughts about anything we've discussed on the podcast or anything else you want us to chat about or that you want to uh, reach out and connect with us about, adventureaudiopodcast at gmail.com. You can, of course, always shoot us a DM on Facebook twitter or instagram we love to hear from you love hearing from listeners thanks so much everybody for tuning in uh huge thank you from tyler and i we do appreciate it It gives us an opportunity to keep doing it we love it so we're going to keep uh, smashing out episodes for you thanks again for listening chat to you soon